Hey friends, Allison here. Um, I just wanted to give you some context for this episode, which is a Julie and Janine free episode. Uh, and there are three things I want to touch on. The first and the most important is this. This is a little unusual for us because it's an entirely in the books episode, hence the absence of Julie. Um, so it's me and a very special guest star who is charming and smart and has read the books and has amazing hair. And uh, we do nothing but talk about the books. So if you have not read the books, and I mean all of them, the novellas are fine, but if you haven't read all the way through, written in my own heart's blood, do not listen to this episode. I repeat, do not listen to this episode because it will spoil all kinds of things for you. Now, if you're cool with spoilers, go ahead. There's weird stuff in here. Um, the, they're crazy books, so some of it's going to be pretty wild, um, including, no, you know what, never mind, best left unsaid. Anyway, go ahead and listen on if you're up for spoilers or have read the books. That's the important thing. Thing two, uh, there is a brief discussion of sexual violence in this episode. Um, you can look for the exact timestamp in the notes for this episode, but it's around 41.30. Jump ahead about 90 seconds and you should be fine. But again, check for exact timestamps in the notes. And speaking of show notes, thing three, this episode was also recorded virtually and live. So we are responding to comments and questions from some Patreon backers in real time. Hence us saying things like Mary the Falling Statue says and Liz says. Um, and Tina asks stuff like that so uh, that explains why we say those things however you should know that we are doing this all again on Sunday May 24th at 1 p.m. Central Julie and Janine and I will be doing our usual season ending spectacular where we roll dice and then sort of make up the results to give out some completely ridiculous awards uh, you can join us for that, whether you're a Patreon supporter or not. This one is open to everyone. Um, so you can find exact details about that, again, in the show notes, on Facebook, on Twitter, um, and in the Slack if you're a Slack user. Uh, please come and hang out. If you came to the wake and had a good time, I guarantee you'll enjoy this too. We're going to be very silly. And while we're bummed that we can't do that one live in, in person with some of you, we're glad that we're going to be able to get to do it live remotely. So with that, again... If you haven't read the books, stop listening. Bye. Here we go. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Hey, friends. How's everybody doing? All 21 of you. Um, just, all, just all the friends, seeing who's on this <laughs> list. Hey, everybody. Um, so we're going to do the the traditional. Well, you know what? Crap. I'm supposed to. Oh, I do have a bit. I forgot. Jenna, I have a bit. Ready? You have a Hold bit. On. Okay. okay. I okay. feel like this is going to be an intense conversation, so I brought some beverages. This okay. This is just coffee. Okay. I have my coffee. But I decided... Oh, Tinkerbell! Okay, see, I'm doing it already. I just got done telling Jenna that I'm not supposed to respond to things in the comments without saying what I'm responding to. <laughs> I've done it already. So Liz says, hello, also hi from Tinkerbell, who, by the way, is a mini horse. Um, so for those of you who don't know, Love her. Liz has a mini horse whose name is Tinkerbell, and she is like the um, the the pet of the heart of yes. everyone in the Slack channel. So she is. She's delightful. Hi, Tinkerbell. Um, anyway, back to my beverages. So this is, this is my bit. I, I decided I was going to treat myself. If we were going to talk... Oh, right. Ooh. I have to open it. If we were going to talk about the adaptation choices, some of which were great and some of some, which weren't, I'm going to reward myself. Some of which... I'm going to reward I'm myself for making so. it through fucking... God, I don't know. <laughs> uh, Tom... 
you know, not a character on the podcast, grumpy that I'm quoting him, I'm sure I can feel the waves of resentment coming from his office, um, was, as I was getting ready to do this, was just like, hey, did I hear right as you've been recording this? Uh, was Claire, and then sort of described the, loosely um, described the incredibly traumatic thing that happened to her, right? And I was like, yeah. And he went, oh my God. I was like, yeah, indeed. Yep. So. Yep. Ooh. Don't get excited. It's Corbell. I mean, eh. fun fact about it's this. One o'clock on a Saturday afternoon. Here we go. Welcome to Podlander Drunk Casting Out about. Oh my God. That's never happened. I'm just sending you a big, calming hug. You're doing fantastic. That's, you you totally got this. We've been doing this for three years three, now. Three, four, four, four. I don't know. A while. We've been doing this for a while, and I have never messed that up. Welcome to Podlander Drunkcast and Outlander Podcast. I'm Allison. I'm Jenna. And uh, we're we're doing a little sans Julie and Janine in the books today. Where um, Julie mm-hmm. is uh, hibernating in readiness for next week's live show. Not really. She just she needed the weekend off, uh, and Janine is doing some Mars thing. Probably I don't know. Uh, so Jenna very generously said she would join me. I wish that I could also give you a mimosa, Jenna. Um, I wish you could too. We don't like, as I mentioned, we don't really keep much alcohol in our right. house because Alex doesn't drink, and I'm not really a big drinker. So I feel I just don't really I don't like drinking alone. Um, so I don't really I, I do the white claw because it's claw. inexpensive and easy, and it's easy. Well, and it's, it's quarantine. It is quarantine. Um, so I here's my, I that. put it in a little, I'm brunching myself. I put it in a little <gasps> You are just so right? adorable. Aren't I cute? I also cooked breakfast you this are. morning. I'm just killing it. There we go. Very Ina oh Garten of me. Um, oh, I love it. So here. I will, I will cheers with my coffee. Cheers. 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 In my, in my Starbucks old school Geneva, Switzerland city mug. Awesome. So, mm, yeah, that is definitely orange juice with champagne in it. Um, with oh, champagne that in actually it. sounds really good. Um, so, uh, we are going to talk about the books in season five, uh, which means some books five and some books six and some invention and maybe. I don't even know. I don't know. It's wild. And I think there are some really good choices know. and I want to get into sort of yeah. the structure yeah. overall. Um, Mm -hmm. good things and bad things, but also maybe what we can expect from season six now that who the hell knows what from book six is actually going to stay. What? What even? (laughs) Tori says some book three because DG made them. Indeed. Yes. You know what? I'm fine with that. Give me that saran wrap. I am too. Give me that saran wrap. It's one of my favorite (laughs) passages from the book. Yes. It is. It was delightful. Book uh, book three is easily my least favorite of the books, but that's one of my favorite bits from the yeah. book. Yep, it's really good. I quite yeah. like parts of book three. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the boats. Then there are boats. And then there are just Although I will so say, the boats, boats are better so in the books than they were on the show. Yes, they if are. If only because the they show are. doesn't include swimming through the cl- crystal clear waters of the hurricane down as Claire floats like a ballerina to the briny deep like that's me swimming I just that would that whole scene reminded me of when so when I was in eighth grade we went to Florida Orlando and I was obsessed with dolphins I still kind of am but was obsessed with dolphins and so we went to Discovery World which has a swim with the dolphins experience and like all this like snorkeling and it 
yes. It's part of SeaWorld, so many, many problems and issues there, but I was 14 and didn't sure. know. Um, and so I just, like, that whole scene of her doing that, I was like, oh, this is what it was like when I was at Discovery World in this, like, carefully cleaned and, cure, <laughs> you know, cared for lagoon of, of swimming with, with the literally swimming with the fishes. Yeah. Um, you know, it just, that, I, that yeah. scene, I can't even. I feel like. I would never admit this to anyone but you, the 25 people in the chat, and also all the people listening at home. But I, I have to admit that sometimes I feel like at that moment, a little tiny piece of my heart broke. And it was the piece that mm. like purely loved this show, even mm -hmm. with all of its flaws. And I still do. Obviously, mm -hmm. we would not be devoting so much time to talking about it if I didn't still love it. But I think that was the moment where I was like, oh, okay. Those season one days, they're never coming back. This is the new normal. This is how we live now. Yeah. Yes, exactly. You just nailed, nailed it. Um, Liz says the amount of pirate... God, between the t hello from Tinkerbell and this, Liz is really killing it this morning. Liz says the amount of pirates of ca the Caribbean in the show makes me think of Mustache as Michael Bolton in that Lonely Island song. Have you seen these pirates movies? Jenna, do you know that song? Yes, I but I it. don't I remember it. I love it so much. I listen to it just because it used to be I would play it on the jukebox just because sometimes mm -hmm. and it was always a crowd pleaser <laughs> but now who knows when we'll use jukeboxes again so um so instead it's the this is the tale of Captain Jack Sparrow it's great it's great it's a great <laughs> great little tune um so anyway uh I think maybe I what I want to know Jenna um before mm. and y'all should have the little ask a question box or if you type a question it should give you the option to make mm -hmm. a question. I never remember how this shit works. My mm -hmm. view is different than y'all's. But if you have questions, start putting them in that ask a question thing. I will not see your questions if you put them in the chat. Um, so make sure they yeah. go in that ask a question thing. Um, but before we start taking those, if assuming there are any, get it together, people. Come on. Don't leave me hanging dry. Lie, high and dry. Come on. Um, Please don't. Give us stuff to work What with. I want to know is how you feel about the structure of the season overall and specifically the stuff that they chose to accelerate. Because I think that there are some real benefits from those choices, but mm -hmm. also some real downsides. And I'm cur sort of curious about everybody, but you're the person I'm talking to now, so you specifically. Um, how you feel <laughs> well about then. those choices sure. oh um, now that we've got the whole season to look back on? Um, there, I, I do feel like this season finally got back a lot of what I've been missing in the show. Um, and you've talked about that extensively on the pod and, and named what it was that I've been feeling about that. Um, I really, really struggled with the, the bonnet storyline in the books. And so having that be done, like, I am totally fine with that. I did not like him. Um, I just, there is enough existential dread in the books from everything else going on and being able to remove him from the equation. Like, I am totally okay with that. Um, and so I, I'm very happy he's gone. Um, completely agree. They could have given more time to that story, though. It didn't have to be rushed just to complete it. Like, it felt more of like, oh, this is really important. We have to do it. So let's just get it done with um, instead of let's let's have some hot piss and just let it settle and and set. 
Um, and I absolutely, who was it? Somebody said about uh, Larissa says, uh, fuck me in returns. And I love that he returned early. I think that that was a really uh, great change. I was actually reading um, found this lovely little uh, website called the Recaptains who do recaps of books. And so I was like do, reading their, their recaps of book five and six, just to try and keep things organized. And it was really re some of the changes they made in regards to when Ian returns and who's with like who's with them when he returns and and all that stuff. I really I did like that. Yeah, I was I, okay with that. I think that's maybe my favorite mm -hmm. adaptation choice of the season. And yes. there are some good ones. I mean, they've made they made some really mm -hmm. good choices. Yeah, um, I think they did. But the the numerous benefits of having um. Fuck me and it just it's just I will forever me. thank I think that was Jen Lander uh came yeah. up with that one. Yeah. yeah. Um I will forever thank thank you, yes. Jen. I have a hard time. That. I'm ne I'm never gonna stop saying we in because oh, he's man, always right. we in, but fuck me yeah. in is good too. He's both. Um <laughs> the benefits of having Ian there for a number of stories. Mm -hmm. I I don't know whether they made that decision and then realized all that could come from it or which yeah. led to that decision, but specifically the two things where I think it's invaluable are and maybe it's just because they knew they needed him there for the season finale, like they needed him mm -hmm. there for the attack maybe. Who knows. Mm -hmm. But um having him there for when Roger goes on his I've got to figure shit yes. out quest. Yes. Brilliant. Absolutely. Brilliant. And then having him there for the Love snake it. bite and Jamie's oh, anxiety so about good. potentially losing his leg really inspired. Um I mean John Bell is just <sighs> such a brilliant actor. Like he's so good and I feel like he is this I feel like he was the chemistry that was missing, yeah. right? Like he would, or the, the chemical reaction. Like if you're thinking in terms of, a, of, of the chemical reaction, he was like the part of the equation that was missing to make it happen. Yeah. Like all the pieces were there. And when he showed back up, it was like, boom, mm -hmm. we've got this, this, this result. Um, Which I think I just love him. I think that also often happened. Catalyst. When, Thank you, Heather. Yeah. Lots of Thank you. science folks. So funny story. I was a biology major for two years because I was going to be a cool. physical therapist, but I'm really bad at science. <laughs> so <laughs> I will say my, I have this memory of, of my friend Meg and I sitting in intro, like our chemistry 101 lecture. And we were talking about chemical reactions. They can go to the left or to the right. And every time our professor would say the, the reaction goes to the left, we would go, to the left, to the left, everything you own in a box on the left. So that is that is what I remember. Anyway, anyway, Patty. Awesome. Um, um, that's great. Also, underrated Beyonce jam. It's been overshadowed. Such a great, great. It's been great overshadowed jam. by the many great things that came after. But irreplaceable True. is is a bop. Um, yeah, I think that your point about Ian being a catalyst is well taken. Um, and I think Murta sort of served a similar function, but they misstepped a little bit with him early in the season. I think. Like, yeah. weren't quite sure yeah. where to put him. That said, yep. the all, all of the stuff at Alamance, if they had just paced that better, if mm -hmm. they'd done a little bit more work with the regulators, um, if mm -hmm. they had, if they were going to have him be Herman Husband, if they had just given him maybe some more Herman Husband stuff, not the Quaker yes. stuff, obviously, but yeah. um, maybe it would have been better. But Alamance itself, I think it was another really solid episode. Yes. Um, yes, just like, whew, really good. I, I, and 
I was really irritated when her when she had initially had Claire initially had the hypodermic needle, but I really do like that she had it and Lionel Brown destroyed it. Mm -hmm. Um, I I actually because I think that gave us even more reason to hate him. Yes, and the books build that up better so that we can get there. And by including some of those changes, it really gave us a lot more like reason to hate him other than he's just the shittiest brown ever. The shittiest brown um, in brown town. I said in the slack, he is he is a, a dingleberry encrusted anus of the browns. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so. he's the worst. I mean, and credit to that actor because holy crap. Yes, he is, absolutely. He's very good at being very bad. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think that being able to bring that full circle and then having him die by syringe was a really nice touch. Uh, And I also think that it made the Brianna makes a syringe out of a snake bite story that much more active, right? Like, yes, it did. Because Claire would know like, oh, well I had this thing and I don't anymore. And that is more frustrating than if I was in the future and I had this thing. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, because Mm -hmm. she could also wish that she had a surgical suite. Um, But this is much more tangible and much more tactile. Um, Yep. Yeah. I think that that was a really solid thing. I, I will say, I think, too, I just want more smart Brie. I just want yes. more smart Brie. And I'm I, I'm exhausted by how they aren't giving us en- enough of her. Mm-hmm. She, in the books, I fucking love Brie. And I love her and Roger's relationship. It feels so real and authentic. And it does this great job of them being you know, a 1970s couple who's now living in, you know, the seven, late 1700s, it, they do such an excellent job of that. And I feel, I love those nuances. And so I want more of that. Mm-hmm. And they, I felt like the season towards the end, we were finally starting to get more of that. And then they decided that they just need to go back in time, but they were thinking of home. So they ended up right where they started. Oh. On the road less traveled, right? Oh was that God. was that the road less traveled? Oh I don't, I don't remember. I don't, um, um, I don't, I don't. Know. Oh my God! Yeah, um, Maybe. I Liz, I agree. I want better Roger and a damn scar. Yeah, Tori. Yep, Roger. With some matches. Um, you know, they really hit the jackpot with Richard Rankin. He's so good. Can you imagine? Oh my God how up shit creek they'd be with that character if they didn't have that actor in that role yeah uh tori says oh my god they just shit on the mandy storyline with that and here's a thing i have a question about do you think that we are bypassing roger and brie and jim and mandy go back to the Mm. 70s slash 80s are we skipping that entirely are they just going to stay on the ridge or do you think we're going to get another oh we have to go to the stones don't know because the book ended or the sto- the show ended where the the book ended and that they are committing to to staying there although they don't have a choice because that that's where the stones brought them um but i just i don't know because i what i remember from reading the books was that um brie was way 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 more cautious about contraceptive like 
Um, she was always, always talking to her mom about that and making sure that they weren't getting pregnant again until she was ready to get pregnant again. Mm-hmm. Um, and because that's also something that comes into the Marsley storyline because, you know, Fergus just won't leave her alone. I mean, I think she also really enjoys it. So it's, it's <laughs> yeah. very much. Maybe Marsley just won't leave Fergus alone. I know. Would you okay, leave Fergus right. alone? I, I would not leave Fergus not, alone. Caesar, damn boy. Damn boy. Um, God, I love that. Um, and, and Marsley just won't take the, the contraceptive, uh, actions that Claire is, is telling Mm -hmm. her to take. Um, and so I, I don't know. I, I, the pieces haven't, haven't been laid out yet to know if that's what they're going to do. I, I, I thought, I found your, your argument for why they would or would not do it very compelling. Um, and so I could see that this, I could see the story really going either way. Yeah. So can I, I just, I'm, this is the choice that I'm the most pissed about. Why I can't even, because the timeline is so, and I recognize that, you know, they show the moon rising and they knew this and they do that. And we can like, mm-hmm. we can see that it takes some time to get time. there and time to get back, but yeah. it's so muddy. And the timeline in this season overall is so muddy that, I don't under I, like I miss they needed them out of play for some reason presumably but I why? don't understand why they didn't they didn't they could and just be I, in the cabin and Roger could have run to yep. the still with the rest of the men exactly. like I don't I that I I just it's a choice I cannot fathom um because I, the book I mean in the back their decision to stay and Roger's their sort of side I really love that scene in the book where they sort of look at each other and the married person understanding passes between them and and Roger says we'll stay with you and that I think is really great and it's totally justified Mm -hmm. and if what they wanted was Mm -hmm. Roger's arc to be we don't belong here to oh my god yes we do they also don't need a trip to the stones to do that right Um, so it really felt like a contrived cliffhanger for no reason Now, if they had shown up in 2016, that's a different story. Like, oh, bring it. Oh, my God. Like, come on. Yeah. Like, let's do yes. this. Let's do this. I'd be I'd be 100% game for that. Like, we're going to bring you to the future. But instead of the 200-year practice, we're going to do, like, 250 years. Like, I would be down for mm-hmm. that. 100. I mm, – <laughs> Colonial Williamsburg. Actually... <laughs> I'm sorry. Heather says Colonial Williamsburg. Yeah. Would be very funny. I've never been – um, oh, what was I gonna say? Oh, so when I was doing these recaps, I have a question that I, I this may not be relevant or not. Did the bears, the the ghost bear, happen in the fifth book or the sixth book? Because I was doing these recaps, and the ghost bear thing keeps coming. Yeah, out I tip. think it. Larissa says the fifth, and Maria saying the sixth. Because in the cap recap there was something about i don't think it's in six i just listened to all of six again although again i put sometimes i put it on when i'm going to sleep so occasionally i wake up and a whole chapter's gone and who knows yeah i think it was the fifth book i mean their track record with bears is not great yeah (laughs) so maybe they just wanted to what was the but the yeah anyways i just had a moment where i was like wait they did this really really early is that what's going on i'm just yes it was a ghost bear heather it wasn't a man in a bear suit in the books it was not like it was it was an actual like ghost bear that was doing all this not some man who let the bear spirit take over him which i also think is deeply problematic from a native american perspective but what do i know 
So. Um, Janine says, come on, it worked. The Stones made the show so suspenseful. Everyone was freaking out right after the show ended. I agree. It's a great cliffhanger. But yeah. the problem, and, and we're not talking about that episode specifically, right? That's my favorite episode of the season. Yeah. And I think yes, it's absolutely. a really gripping finale. The problem to that episode. Um, the problem is that... W- when you look at the season overall, that's where it falls apart. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, it's just it. The resonance that we're supposed to take from it is that Roger and Bree were thinking of home, and it brought them back to exactly where yeah. they were, which is a lovely idea. But we already knew that, right? Yes, the season like- put in no effort into making it seem like they really should go back. Yep. Right. Bree didn't want to. Jim, I mean, who knows, is adorable. Um, And Roger, even when he was saying he wanted to, it was sort of obvious that he didn't. So, of Mm -hmm. course, that's what happened. Um, Whether or not that's actually how it works. I mean, who knows how it works? It's their mystical stones. And they didn't set it up, right? Like, in when when Claire is preparing, like, throughout the entirety of of the storyline with Galus talking, when they realize the stuff with Galus in... The present day when she's realizing how to go back and and Claire is getting ready to go back through the stones and they're they're doing all this research. There's all of these theories that they kind of come up on what's going to do. And, you know, folks are making the point that they didn't go back on a special day. Right. It wasn't it wasn't an equinox or any of the important seasonal days or celebrations where the that liminal space is especially thin. Mm-hmm. Um, but they didn't talk about how you need to be, fo- right? You need to focus. You need to, what is the anchor that you're, that's pulling you back? There was nothing about that. They didn't do any of that preparation with Jemmy. Like, Jemmy, just think of mom and dad, right? Like, just focus on mommy and daddy. Because if he focuses on them, then they can, like, there was none of that. And yeah. that's what irritated me. Like, if you're going to do it, just do it fucking well. Yeah. Like, I will, I will buy into it. If you do it well, I will go with you. I will, I will take that story. But it was just like, let's have this suspenseful moment and let's waste all this time, even though it was beautiful. Like the goodbyes are beautiful. The stuff with Lizzie and Bree just was heartbreaking. But then it just felt so wasted. Like it yeah. just felt so wasted. And and it gets back into some of the problems that like I think about the things that really bothered me about like game of thrones there's no explanation of the magic of the world like what the fuck is happening here and i want that i want to know Mm -hmm. the mechanics of the world even if there's a lot of things still left up in the air of we don't know what's actually happening but this is how it keeps like we don't know how it works but this is what keeps happening yeah Um, well it's about setting your own rules and Mm -hmm. then following them or knowing when you break them. And Mm -hmm. it's a really important thing in world building and storytelling in general. Mm -hmm. You can break your own rules. You just have to know that that's what you're doing and it has to be clear that that's what's happening. And they've just, I mean, Diana is also, I wouldn't say she's inconsistent with the time travel, but it is wild, right? It's all over the place. When Roger oh, starts, Diana. I'll be really sad if we miss Roger's morality for time travelers. Like, I'm writing a book about time travel for my babies. Like, I'll be bummed <laughs> if we miss that. Um, but him being like, blood? Jewels? Feast days? Walking yeah, in a know. weird pattern? Like, what do Who we knows? know? Who knows? And uh, roaring underground? Loch Ness Monster? Like, I all know. that stuff. I think um, 
if the show were more consistent about that, even if we just spent a little time with having to come up with enough jewels, if they didn't just happen to magically have the right number of jewels. Tor- like, Tori that... also suggests we could just barbecue our husbands like Galas. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's good. Um, speaking of uh, Tori, I don't know. Let's do questions. I don't know if Tori has a question. We'll find out. Here we go. Here she did one. ask a question. Great. Yep. Tori's question. Here we go. Do you think we'll get a lot of book seven next year? I feel like no rules exist after we get so much book six this season. Uh, what do you think, Jenna? Um, I do think that we're they're going to be pulling from book seven more. Um, I'm I'm very curious. What we get with next season, I think, is also going to depend on if they do, if there's any discussion about extending the contracts. Um. And yeah, yeah, that that's what I think. <laughs> yeah, um, I think we'll almost certainly get some of book seven. It's mm-hmm. just a matter of what. I mean, I think we'll be getting probably some Ian book seven stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. If they bother to introduce both the bugs and the gold, maybe we'll get um mm. like the and they introduced donner right so we could get the burning of the house leading yeah. into um the discovery of the gold with the bugs and then all of that stuff um i'm curious how they'll do the burning of the house because the way that that happens is the ether and john get, brings the ether yeah and so i'm just very or make sure the ether is sent but isn't john still in the colonies like he doesn't does he go back to England in the books? Um, he like permanently does go back, but not permanently. Um, okay. Yeah, I uh, I think that they can find a way to um, get the finagle the ether right. Um, yeah, I think that they. Yeah, can make tr- that very happen. true. I just I like George, Lord John. Yeah, I just really I'm gonna love, be I really him. sad yeah. if that's a wrap on Lord John. I mean, it's gonna be they're gonna cut. <sighs> yeah. First of all, they're gonna cut one of the most bonkers sections of the entire books, um, of like of the whole. That's series. why I stopped reading se- the seventh book because I got the end <laughs> really? of it spoiled, and I was just like, "What the absolute <laughs> fuck?" And I don't know if people want that. Like, I don't know where people are on this, and I don't want to spoil it for anyone. But I, I've, I have a lot of people who've been saying book is fantastic so and like there are a lot of good parts in the seventh i just i'm like i hate willie and yeah. i i i don't i i'm not sure how i feel about the the lord john gray and jamie and claire Stuff. story yeah. and thank you tina for validating everybody validating me thank you um i, I um, uh I suspect that we are going to zip right on into the American Revolution next season. That's my Yeah, Janine. Janine said that, too. Did she? Yeah. It's yeah where she did. They're like, mm, when can we get George Washington back? That's like, that's, I promise you. Yep. They're like, let's do that. Yeah. Um, oh, who plays, who plays him in, um, in Hamilton? Uh, Christopher Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. If only, if, if only the show didn't. It's just like we don't. Well, I wanna, I wanna come back to that because I also want to talk about the things where it's just gonna break your heart if they get cut from books six or seven, Um, and I've got a very specific Hamilton-related thing that I definitely need to see. Um, Anyway, yes, I think we will get some book seven next season. There is no way for them to. There's no reason for them to fast forward through so much of book six. Mm -hmm. Um, And of course, they didn't skip all of book six. I think that we'll probably still get Roger's calling. Um, I hope so. 
I hope yeah. so. I really, I really liked that part of the of the the story. I mean, it also resonated with me on a very, a much, you know, a very personal level in that sense of being called to ministry. And so, it, and and I love, I actually really love her description of it. It felt very authentic of like. I want to do this. I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. I want to do this. I don't want to do this. Everybody thinks it's weird. Everybody thinks it's great. Um, I don't want Melba. I hate the Melba storyline. I hate how that all ends. I just remember being so heartbroken by what happens to her. Um, I know people are thinking she's going to appear, but I just, I love Lauren Lyle. And so I want her to stay like Marsley to stay so prominent. And so if Malva comes into the story, I feel like we're going to lose Marsley. And I- well, um, this goes to our, we've got another question, which is really uh, Larissa sort of collected for us some plot lines in limbo. And one of them is the Christie's. Um, I wonder, first of all, some of that will depend on what we do with Marsley and Fergus, right? Like if they end up uh, moving yeah. to town to run Lyon, um, <laughs> then that'll be its own thing right um what ha- whatever they do with Henri Christian will be its own thing um so that'll sort of depend I am kind of of two minds about the Christie storyline I think that Tom Christie is a fascinating character um mm-hmm. like a deeply troubling character, yes but yes like a very very interesting character that yeah, I feel like de- depending on who writes it could really be well handled if they strip out some of the stuff that True. is unnecessary and gross and focus on the like conflicted um complex thing yeah. that he has going on um I think that that could be super interesting um the Malva storyline is so upsetting um so upsetting. which makes me think oh. they're gonna keep it of course they um, are because we got right? a <gasps> That's why they, it's just, uh, Matthew Menruin and yeah. everything. <laughs> yeah. Like um, Matthew B. Roberts ruins everything. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm not sure how I feel about the Christie storyline. Um, and I certainly don't, I have no idea whether or not it's going to be nearly as prominent. Yeah. Um, she doesn't necessarily need to be Claire's assistant either, you know? True. Um, Very true. So we'll see. Um, I just, if Claire, if Claire uh, gets accused of murder. (laughs) Come on. Can we just. just, mm, Well, I will say this. And then she ends up on a boat again. Julie's going to lose her mind. If she winds up on that governor's boat, Julie is going to throw her computer out the window. And that's going to be a wrap. That's, that's, and thank you for listening to Podlander Drunkcast, not Little Podcast. This has been our show. Um, we're done now. Come I... listen to Law and Order cast, a drunk <laughs> manning squams cast. I just, yeah. I, the, I feel like Diana just really found these these tropes and rhythms that she enjoys, and so she does what she can to get back to them. And again, I feel like Matthew B. Roberts. I just I'm going to lay all the blame at his feet, whether it's actually where it belongs or not. But, um. <laughs> He, I, I feel like the good adaptation choices in the show, which there have been some excellent adaptation choices, absolutely excellent choices, um, but all the bad ones are so bad. 
Yeah. And I don't, I just don't trust him with these stories. I don't trust him. I don't trust the telling of the difficult, the difficult topics anymore. And that really upsets me because part of what makes the story so intriguing is all the shit that they go through and how they grow and they grow together. And sometimes they grow apart and have to come back together. And Mm -hmm. I love the relational aspect of the story. And he just doesn't know how to do it well. Yeah. It's like thinking about the bugs as an example. Um, and the do bugs. we, I'm seeing if here, Larissa's line list of plot lines in limbo, Frenchman's gold, which they certainly have set up for. And I think it's going to depend on what happens with the bugs. Um, that's one Two, the Christie's we talked about it three, the fire. I think that's still going to happen. They obviously introduced Donner. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think that that is whether it's ether too. or not and whether we get breeze matches or not, which I hope we do. Um, <laughs> I think it's still totally possible. Also, I can just see John Bell being like, Oh, it's dark in here. Hold on. Let me light a match. Ooh, <laughs> right? um, breeze badassery. Fingers crossed. Roger's yep. calling. I think that we will get for sure. Um, yeah. uh, Jamie is an Indian agent and that one I don't think is going to happen. I hope not. Cause yeah. I know they won't do it. Well, they just, they won't yeah uh janine says i love mrs bug's breakfast lunches and dinners i'm always like "Ooh, what's for dinner me too (laughs) one of my very favorite things in books of any genre is whenever they start talking about the food like i read as a kid i read did any of you ever read those redwall books oh yes the brian jake's books yeah i read them Oh, I read so many more of them than I actually enjoyed because I just wanted to read about the food. I got through like 10 of them and was like, you know what? I'm not actually having fun with these anymore, but I'm just going to keep going because every time they start talking about like acorn (laughs) pie, I just would lose my mind. I know. Um, Fantastic. Love them. Yes. So yes, I agree. Mrs. Bugs meals. Miss them. All right. Next question. Do you feel like the acceleration is because they want to get to the revolution stuff and the where's Waldo founding fathers? I feel like mustache wants to get to more battles. I absolutely think that that's what's happening. I think that's why they ended with, I don't know if you noticed this, but there was a storm coming. There was was a storm coming. There were (gasps) clouds on the horizon. And they were How both I... literal clouds and metaphorical clouds. Wow. Metaphorical. I don't know how I missed that. <laughs> it's, I mean, uh. I think it's, it's a, it is a neat, and by that I mean tidy metaphor. Uh, I just wish it wasn't quite so like, let's later on a little bit. Um, but yes, I yeah. definitely think I... that's a big part of the acceleration is accelerating toward the American Revolution. The Midnight Ride you know of what? Paul Revere and whatnot. I'm okay with that because I actually, I I do like the actual pieces of the American revolution that are in the books. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm, that's not a part of history that I've, I've been enthralled with. And it, that's something that's been really interesting in the Slack with, um, there are a number of folks who are very into their genealogies and, uh, DAR, the daughters of the American revolution. And so it's one of those things where I'm like, Oh, I actually am more intrigued by this than I used to be. I've uh, always been a very like world war two kind of gal. And so, um, mostly for familial reasons um but there's like now i'm like oh i kind of like i want to see this i want to see these things happen and learn about them and i love i I love fighting jamie yeah i i really like there are not enough words to express how much i loved the scene of the men of the ridge destroying the kidnapping party (laughs) yeah and you get a tomahawk, and you get a tomahawk. Everybody gets a tomahawk. 
Tomahawk. It was, it's that thing where I was just like, this is a really traumatic situation for Claire. And I'm not really a violent person, but I was very turned on yeah, by that. Kill, that scene. kill them all, please. Kill them all. And like, just, yeah. 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 <laughs> I like tur- turned, to, turned to Alex and was like, it's kind of hot. I know I shouldn't find it that hot, but I do. Yeah. He was just like, oh, I agree. I think yeah. it is. I was like, yeah, you're the best. Um, I, you know, the Jamie that if we're talking about like which Jamie paper doll we like best, I like fight, fighting Jamie a lot. But what I miss is Laird Jamie. I want Jamie, <gasps> yes, which is yes. I think a big part of what happens in the Rogers calling. It's like their relationship changes when Roger, not that it's not already much stronger and I think they did a really nice mm-hmm. job with the evolution of the Jamie and Roger relationship yes. this season I'm very grateful yeah, for that like way better than I expected when we started and he was like me Roger at the beginning of the season I was like oh god it's gonna be a long couple of weeks but um exactly. but it got way better um but yes. when Roger becomes so adept and so respected but so adept at working with people and meeting them where mm-hmm. they are and understanding what's going on with them and finding ways mm-hmm. to build bridges um he becomes a valuable resource to Jamie in a new way and mm-hmm, their conversations mm-hmm. about the state of the ridge and how families yes. interact and simmering tension that stuff I yes. love I want Jamie the political thinker I want Jamie He's the person who so calculates smart yeah that's what I miss I want give that. us the smart people give us the intelligence show like that is what draws them together like I you know we talk about the sexual chemistry between Jamie and Claire but I think also think part of why Jamie's drawn to her is because she's so much smarter than any other woman he's ever encountered besides maybe his mother and sisters. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and he, I, there is absolutely that, that right. Like you are my equal. And, and these characters are looking for people who are their equals so they can be partners. And I love mm-hmm. that exploration of, of um, intimate relationships and, and the dynamics that they bring about. Yeah. And so Yes, I want Jamie the Laird. I want some of the fighting. I do. I do like the fighting. Um, again, it's hot. But smart Jamie is hot too. Like Laird oh, Jamie, Jesus. funny Jamie. They all need to be funnier. Why aren't they funnier? Like I they don't all just. Know. Claire is so funny in the books. Jamie is, is so funny in the books. I just Roger's funny in the books. I they're really. Big. They're never gonna do it. But I just. And I know we've already I talked know. about this on the podcast. But I just really want Jem singing Johnny Cash. Like I want <laughs> I that. So it's never gonna happen. But I want it so bad. I... Heather says Jamie is hot. Yes. Yes. I yes, agree. He is. Um. Janine, you're right. Jamie is not threatened by smart women. Yep, exactly. There was something someone said that I really liked. Go back up here. I've been flagging some things to address in the questions things, too. Um, uh, As for the... Ooh, go ahead. I was going to say, Mary the Falling Statue said, I don't think there's any more rape in the books now. Are we done with rape now? We are, aren't we? Mm. Like, Well, okay. um, Malva, so... Well, yeah, Mal- Malva claiming Jamie Malva. So for so for folks who I, I know this is a bit spoilery if you haven't read ahead, but Malva 
claims that Jamie has raped her and she's pregnant with his child. Well, um, which Malva is... claims that Jamie was her lover and that she's pregnant with his child. What actually That's happened right. is that for her entire life, she, I'm sorry, this is going to be triggering. Yes. If you need to walk away for a second, please do give me yes. um, like 90 seconds. If um, you're listening or watching uh, and you need a minute, 90 seconds will be done by then. Um, so Malva says that Jamie is her lover, um, that mm-hmm. Claire deals with a very serious illness um, that Malva caused in that in the next book. And um, she Malva says that while Claire was ill, they were comforting each other and they became lovers. And um, and that now That's, he has to do. Right. Yep. There right? we go. Um, yep. There we she, go. But what we find out in the end is that it was actually for her, it's so horrifying for her entire life she was raped by her brother um yeah and uh then started taking as many lovers on the ridge as she could so that somebody would end up being responsible for her child which was actually her brother's so yeah um if you're coming back now you're safe um also, we'll just do like da 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 do. Everything's fine. We are done talking about yep. that now. Uh, point being, Mary, yeah. it depends on what they do with the Malva Christie storyline. Yeah. Um, as for the Where's Wild- and- Waldo of Founding Fathers, before I finish Liz's question in the little dealy, uh, I want to yes, talk I'm about sorry, that more when we talk about the things that we are hoping do not get cut. Um, what were you going to say, Jenna? Oh, uh, there folks were just discussing some stuff in the, in the conversation on the, on the thread here, just as a heads up to anybody who might be reading the notes. Yeah. Um, but I, I so dearly love the evolution of the relationship with Bree and Ian. Um, and the scene where Ian is basically like, come with me. We're going on a camping trip, mm-hmm. um, or not really a camping trip. I don't think they <laughs> Larissa are gone overnight. But and Maria say both. Oh, everybody. everybody in all caps, mammoth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Yeah, scene. I, I, I just Ian is is just yes. I love I love how he chooses to tell her about his story. Um, I love the mammoth bones. Um, for for many reasons i it's just a really cool discovery and it also is something that brie knows more about just because of her you know her her future knowledge and what's available then and it's just it's so delightful and and we have seen the emotional work that um, john bell is able to do and i think that that's been really helpful um for sophie skelton like she's been i mean i think i i actually do think she's she's a good actor and i think that in the same way that sam's level of acting was raised by being around good actors i think sophie's level is being raised as well because she's she and because they really respect and care for each other um the actors do and there's very much that camaraderie there and so you can see that you see that individual those individual relationships and how that that is coming together um, and I just, I love that. Yeah. Um, do we get more of the, of Frank's story as well in the sixth book? Um, well, Frank is a part of that mammoth scene in a sense where, okay. um, so we, Bree starts remembering Frank in, uh, in different ways. Um, yeah. thinking about sort of realizing the difference between a marriage of love and a marriage that 
isn't born out of the same thing and feeling like one partner isn't nurtured as much, all of that stuff. Um, There's a brief period of time after Roger's calling where everybody thinks that he's having an affair and he's not, he's just nice. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Like "Mm, let Roger be nice. Let's also let Roger be nice. I want Roger to just be like, Hey, it's me, the friendly neighborhood guy. Um, Instead of, Hey, it's me, the very sad man. I want Roger, the friendly neighborhood. Hello. I'm, I'm, I'm Mr. Roger. Mr. Roger. Ah, ah. Oh, I think you did, Mr. Roger. If we get the calling, we will introduce that into the podcast and you will be credited rightly. God bless. I like so little sidebar, I I I am a very smart person, but my husband is very witty and very sharp and this is just like that is his language and so like usually that's him coming up with that stuff and so when I do it I'm like ha ha (laughs) Well, well done. Perfect. Mr. Roger, love it. Um, thank you. Julie, if and when we get the calling, I'm going to tell Julie that, and she's just going to lose her mind. Uh, plus, then we'll get to go, get it's calling. a beautiful day in the neighborhood. It's a beautiful day in the neighbor. Won't you be mine? Won't yeah. you be Mister, Was neighbor? Mr. Rogers, he was the 80s, wasn't he? Uh, I mean, he was multiple was decades. He 70s? I don't know if he started in the 70s. Remember. He was definitely on in the 80s, and then he went away, and okay. then he came back in the 90s. Okay. I was I was just I seventies. I had that moment where I was like, is there any chance any chance that Mr. Rogers was around? But if they went see that's the thing that could be really fun. If they bring them back to the future, damn it, Sam people are saying seventies, people are saying eighties. He was and 90s. around for a long um, time. Yes, that much I remember. All right, Heather Robbins is saying sixties to late nineties on and off. Because I, this could be fantastic. They'll never do it. But if we could get them to actually, if they do do that storyline where they, they have Mandy and they have to, they do have to go back to the future. And Allison, I love you. Um, I need it. <laughs> um, she's pouring herself another you mimosa. Know it. Hold on. Um, and. Yeah, that's the stuff. Ooh, some good ASMR. And. I want, well, that's the thing is I like, if they go back to the future, I want, I want there to be a way that they like get Mr. Rogers in there. I don't know. And would love that. Then that would be with Roger and Mr. Roger and it'll never happen, but that's oh, my it, I mean, it could, it would be great. There was, um, uh, yeah. Tina says, watch the Fred Rogers documentary and cry. It, it really is great. Um, I do really, I do. I need to watch also, it. Also, uh, the movie that the Marielle Heller movie that came out, last year um with tom hanks in it is wonderful tom hanks and matthew reese it's really really good they did a fantastic um the daily episode from the new york times which i have not been listening to since quarantine started but um they do a fantastic episode of an interview that someone got to do with tom hanks um and it is so feel good if you just need to feel good i think um ann and a couple of others had recommended it on the Slack way back when. And I listened to it and I just, yeah. yes, it, it such feel good. Um, such feel good. Googled Anyways. it 1968 to 2001. Yeah. Obviously with some guests. Okay. Um, uh, yes, it's, yes, yes, yes. It's really, just, it's really, really wonderful. The, all of that's wonderful. I just want there to be something. I just want yeah, there to be it something. It would be great. It would be really great. Uh, regardless. Thanks for going down that rabbit hole. Um, Roger is in that mode. Um, you know that Mm -hmm. he's mr friendly guy and that's what i want that's what i want um Mm -hmm. and really watch that documentary and watch that movie they're both really wonderful tom hanks is so we i mean obviously don't deserve tom hanks um 
but also I think we've all gotten so accustomed to him being good and also the image, um, apparently correct image of him being just a genuinely wonderful person sort of seemed to yep. make everybody think that it like wasn't really acting, but Tom Hanks is astonishingly good and Won't You Be My Neighbor? Like, astonishingly and, good. And that podcast episode talks about his process in that and how he, people think he's mr rogers and how he's like no i'm not i'm mm-hmm. me <laughs> but it's, I, I don't, it's, yeah. yeah it's it's a, it's really Indeed. beautiful um uh, another question why do you think they introduced herman husband but didn't do anything about it steph asks um i have no idea i mean i suspect that they hadn't gotten to hi, that tom. point in the season yet um jenna says hi tom he was <laughs> you, you were framed for a moment Hey, I know where you, I know where you live. I and I have a dog. I can leave dog poo on your doorstep. No, Watch it, Mister. You know, he he doesn't want I to be know. a character on a character right. on the podcast. It's very silly. Um, it's very silly. Anyway, why do I think they introduced? Uh, I'm curious your thoughts, Jenna. My guess is that they hadn't gotten to Alamance when they were breaking the season, uh, and geez. so hadn't decided that that was going to be Murta's scene. That would be. That would be my guess. I think because they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> like, oh, here, here's a person. Let's just throw yeah. him out there. Um, I, mm, I just, I really don't think they know what they're doing with some of the stories. I really, I, I think they just don't. Or maybe they wanted somebody with a fun name, or they just needed a character, so they put somebody there i don't i mean it I could don't also know. be like a hey book readers are gonna want herman husband so here here's herman husband check that box and now we don't need him anymore. yep yeah. <laughs> larissa I says mean... tom is like the mr wilson of the podcast <laughs> i'm gonna tell him that and he's not gonna get that reference it's gonna be great um they wanted to make him an easter egg indeed monica yeah i think it could be possible that they just were like there you go there's herman husband yeah. and we're done who knows and I'm okay with that. I had some mixed feelings about his his storyline in the books, and just that like I got kind of tired of him sometimes. Um, but again, I haven't read. I just I should have said this from the get go. I have not read f- fifth or sixth book in two and a half years, and I don't remember them super well except for the well, recaps I that I've read. That, <laughs> I think that that perspective is useful, right? Like books live on in the way that we remember them. Um, so for mm-hmm. example, um, that's why I just couldn't stop talking about the foot thing, which is like a fleeting section mm-hmm. of the book, but I remember it so vividly. Um, mm-hmm. I like, I just, I remember it really, really vividly. So that is why I was like, we need, we need, we need to get the foot thing in, which we do. Like, I'm really sad about the foot thing, but also it doesn't matter. Yes. Like it's an inconsequential section of the book. Um, you know, I feel like we're probably not done with big gatherings happening at River Run, so maybe they'll bring, maybe, maybe, maybe we'll get it right, and maybe there'll be an episode. Maybe Diana, where, Diana's you know, next who knows? episode. I, did, I know, exactly, exactly. If, if we get a Diana episode at River Run, I have a, like, I have a feeling she'd be like, we're going um, to do this. So you can just shut the uh, fuck up, you asshole, who has ruined Tori my beautiful says story. How I feel about the creek bath scene in book four, indeed. Um, oh, Maria says, yes. DG shoving in all the hot pests. Indeed, she really is getting it all in there. I hope, and we'll. Mm, no, you know, I'm going to save that for when we're talking about the stuff we don't. We hope they mm-hmm. don't cut. Um, 
All right. Mary, the falling statue. <laughs> Every time it makes me laugh. Asks, what are they going to do without John Gray? Hopefully John can make a two episode, at least a two episode appearance next season. I think this means, though, that William will be a big part of the next season. Um, here's where I go on record as sitting in Jenna's corner and that I don't love Willie. And some of that is just that his sections in book seven are so long and it's just, and he, they do this comedy of errors thing with him where it's just like, he gets lost in the fog and then he gets robbed and they take his officer's gorget and then, then he gets captured by two old ladies and like and it just and that kind of stuff happens to him all the time um monica and he's such a privileged fuckboy absolutely absolutely i so i actually have gotten in in like the the hard copy of the book i probably got about this much into the book and i there was so much willy and then I couldn't remember characters. And that's how I got the spoil of what happens at the end of the book. And I was like, this happens. I'm sick of yeah. Willie and I'm done. <laughs> like, I'm just yeah. done. Also, they need him. If they're going to introduce him, he needs to mm-hmm. actually look like Jamie. Like this whole, oh, he looks just like your dad. No, no, he does not fucking Although look like I Jamie. Although I would like at all. if it happens, at least we would get the scene of Brie being like, hi, it's me, a person you don't know, talking to you. Isn't this fun and not all that serious? <laughs> don't mind me. I'm yes. just a total yeah. stranger who's being very friendly. Um, like, I love that stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah, like Alex that. I says, like I enjoy that. his storyline in book eight. He seems to grow up a lot. I agree. He definitely, uh, he definitely okay. improves. He grows on you. But the stuff in book seven can be pretty yeah. tedious. Um, he's, it's like, yeah. it's like um, a whole season of Willie Falls in the Privy. Um, only it's just metaphorical privy. Um, it's just, is. Dude, yeah. just fall in the privy. Um, so like, as for, but as for John Gray, I mean, shit's funny. It could be anything. It could be that they realized that they're just not gonna have time next season, since apparently they're trying to cram multiple books yeah. into one season now. Um, and frankly, if our options are with Lord John Gray scenes where he shows up with a gift and some information and then leaves again, then there are better uses for David Barry's time. He's a very good actor. Yep. But it will be such a bummer. Yeah. I can't, I mean, oh, it's, brilliant. it's hard for me to fathom the show continuing without Lord John because he's such an important part of the books and he's such an important character. But it's not really the show they're making, sadly. So I don't know. I'm, I'm sort of, I was so bewildered by that announcement of his. Um, yeah. And it really did seem permanent. Megan, no, don't give All spoilies. Right. All right. That's the one I was avoiding. Um, so, <laughs> uh, another question from Mary the Falling Statue. Do you think we're going to get Jamie and Claire going back to Scotland? It's okay, Megan. Um, probably not. I just want, I can't believe I'm about to say this. Because I, I absolutely hate really that quick, we call hold him this, on, even though I know on. we do it in jest. Uh, there are some but I questions w- about if you could spoil here. Yes. Um, I would try to avoid book yes. eight spoilers. Um, but it should go without saying, if you're listening to this, I assume you've read the books. Or you don't mind being spoiled. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. True. That's fair. That's yeah. totally fair. No, I, was ma- just, I was like... I was I was yep. teasing you, Megan. Spoilers it's totally fine. You're totally fine. Yeah. I, I'm no, sorry. You don't know me very um, well. Um. <laughs> yeah, I, there are some things that we'll definitely miss if they don't go back to Scotland. Um, mostly, um, 
Ian, daddy. Daddy. That's what I, that's what I was saying. I don't. So I, mm, I know we do it like delightfully and funny and I just can't, I, but I still, (laughs) I squirm every time we do that. And the fact that it was included in his cameo still made me really uncomfortable. And I was very upset with that, but I was just, uh, Alex likes to joke that my kink is not knowing other people's kinks. So, you know, um, I am I am a deeply, deeply, deeply private person. And so that's just like, and I also have a very good relationship with my father and sometimes still call him daddy. And so it's that moment where I'm like, oh, I can't do that anymore. I feel so dirty. Oh. Yeah. That's Jenna's corner for today. Jenna's corner, <laughs> the corner of Jenna. No, I'm not Janine. I have to do a different one. Um... I don't know. I'll think about it. I'll think about my theme song. Yeah, I don't. Um, there... Actually, my theme song is Perfectly Sweet uh, from uh, Sarah Bareilles. It's a good song. So, I love her. Anyways. I love her. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, but them going back to Scotland, I mean, obviously there are a lot of things that are going to get cut if that doesn't happen. And those things will all bum yep. me out. But again, they don't really seem to care about a lot of that stuff. Like they haven't even mentioned yeah. Jenny this season. <laughs> Have they? Like, did, I know they haven't. Ian, Ian didn't ask, do you think I'll ever see my mom yep. again? Um, right? They don't... They, I, the, the tension between Jamie and Jenny over the shit that happens with Ian, like, all the shit that happens, like, I love it. Because it it is so... It is such again. It's all about the, I'm. It's all about the relationships. I love relation the relationships in the books, and so we don't get that. And I wish that they were laying groundwork the groundwork for Jamie's like extensive correspondence. Like he's always fucking writing letters and getting letters and adding things. And I, if they were doing that, I could see how maybe Jamie and Claire wouldn't go back to Scotland. But maybe Jamie had said something in a letter suggesting. Mm-hmm. That one of them come to America and bring um, and bring his printing press. I don't know. Like, I could see how that could happen. Um, we could still maybe get a character into the story. Yeah, that's by possible. Coming, I find it a little bit over. hard to believe that Jamie would be like, hey, war's about to break I don't out. Party to. over here. But but at the same time. Very true. I, I mean, I really don't know. I'm conflicted. Um Although, I mean, while Julie would hate it if they got back on a boat, I do. Not that they've done all that much with Seasick Jamie, but Seasick Jamie is one of my other favorite Jamies. And since we missed the Seasick Jamie staring contest this season, um, you know, I just. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Who the hell knows? I think I think part of it. So, Monica, you made the I actually was thinking about that. She goes, they're shooting in Scotland. Wouldn't it be convenient to go to Scotland? And my thought is they did they were in South Africa for most of book four was that? Yeah. Um, most of the fourth season. And so I, I, I would be curious to see how they would do that um, with yeah. the world. I mean, certainly it, it would be um, easy for I, them to shoot scenes that take place in Scotland while in Scotland. Absolutely. My thought is actually more about yep. narrative yes. convenience. Like if they're traveling to Scotland, Mm-hmm. It's not like they already have a big problem timeline wise whenever they go to a city and it takes somewhere between two hours and 16 days, depending on what they need. Right. Um, yeah. So, I mean, a sea yep. voyage, they're traveling to a port city and then they're, 
getting a ship and then they're taking the ship and mm-hmm. then they're traveling from the ship to Lallybrock and then they're at Lallybrock and then all the way back. I mean, it's like half, they can it's indeed, half a year. Mary says it's at they least can half skip a year. Boat, and they can. They could clarification the boat for sure. Yep. Um, but in terms of, for, I mean, first of all, do you think they can resist a boat? Second, I, I, just, I just don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I hope they don't cut it, but I, I really, I think that honestly, I think the pandemic is also really going to shape yes. what ends yes. up happening next season because they might need to say we are staying in the UK for logistical reasons of we can gather, we can do what we need to do. And then we can like safely quarantine if we need to, if there's a resurgence until we, you know, right until the things that we need in place for, for healthcare yeah. or for the safety, safety from COVID. Um, so I honestly, I think that's really going to be driving a lot of TV. Yeah. Yep. Um, as we no, look into I the mean, next year or so. All of the television and film um, industry is going to be, is already, has already been profoundly yep. affected by what's going on in the world. So, um, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. it's a I know. big deal. Um, yeah. Okay. So I could, I could see that. I could see how um, that. We're going to, we're going to come back to that because that, or, you know what? This is, uh, will they do Ian since Stephen Cree is major in Discovery of Witches? No idea, but he would just be a guest arc anyway, so they would shoot around his schedule. So, yeah, he is a delight. Um, okay. Uh, Add so, is he more than just a doorstop in the books? Uh, well, he loves to hunt wigs. Um, so, there, he's a wig hunter mm-hmm. in the in the books. <laughs> um, okay. So, now. Um, <laughs> Trish. Jungle Ginger can... Sam films alone Trish in Hawaii. <laughs> Sam films alone in Hawaii. I think Trish, are you? I, I have a feeling you're still not over <laughs> Sam being in Hawaii. Um, so now, based on the comments that we have, uh, I love still you. in our little questions pool, and also the topic we've been waiting on, I want to know what things from all of you, and please post them as questions so that I can make sure not to miss things. I want to know what things, if they get cut from books six mm-hmm. or seven, because who the hell knows. Um, will you really be bummed if they skip? And the one that I want to start with, boom, is the thing that I hope that Diana writes. I hope that the episode that Diana writes next season, if she writes one, I hope that it's the thruple. I want, I want Diana to write... Lizzie is unexpectedly pregnant and Claire didn't notice because her hair is always under a bonnet, but she takes off her hair and all of a sudden she has shampoo commercial hair. And then they find her dad drunk (laughs) in the woods and are like, what's wrong? And he's like, oh God, my daughter, she broke my heart. Uh, And then Lizzie has to tell Claire all about the malaria ointment all over her body and it all got really slippery and whoops, there we go just just malaria sex with a beardsley he just he slid right, right he slid right he into slid her right into her and DM. then um oh also sometimes it's kezzy but she's fine with it because it's two bodies but one soul and then they four they draw straws to get Ke- and kezzy ends up marrying lizzie so then they con roger into marrying josiah and lizzie and do the thing where they cut off the thieves brand and josiah does a kezzy impression i want all of it and i want diana to write it and i want everyone to be on the verge of hysterical laughter the entire time like i want claire the whole time to be like (laughs) what the whole time 
Oh my god! I, just I do. Love- I, I I do. I love I love the thruple. You love yeah. the thruple. It has and, to happen, right? And I love. I actually really love how it's obviously like for for understandable reasons is very like scandalous and dramatic, and then it just is. <laughs> then it just they pretend just for is. a while that Josiah's gone. Um, there. I don't know. Um. Her dad winds up marrying. I mean, they're definitely going to cut the Manfred stuff for sure. Um, I didn't really like that. I don't. It's fine. I like I, any time that they find a way to go to a kitty house. I'm down with it, uh, and I <laughs> yeah. really want Claire being like, "Hello, I'm here to treat everyone for syphilis." Like I love that <laughs> shit, uh, but they'll they'll end up cutting Manfred. Um, they also they won't need him for his big reintroduction because. Um, they've already epi has come and gone so um so they won't need manfred anyway um yeah i want dg to write the thruple really really Mm -hmm. bad that's i mean there are a lot of other things i'll be bummed if they cut but that's the one where if they cut the thruple i'm gonna cut someone i don't know um what about before we start getting to the list jenna what about you what are the things that you definitely don't want to get cut I cannot remember the sixth book. Like, I just, like, I can't remember it. Well, you've it. seen a lot and of so, it. Um, I know, right? Well, um, well, then we'll go to the list and s- some things will come back to you. We'll see. So Mary has yeah. a really good one, um, which is how about the funeral where the old lady comes back to life? I need a whole episode on that. I love I love that scene. Do you remember that, Jenna? I do, actually. Oh. When Mary said it, I was like, oh, yeah. Well, oh, and yeah. Roger, and it's a, like a perfect use of Roger as he's figuring out his calling. And Claire is like, by the way, she's this is what's going on with her. She's going to die any minute now. And he improvises a way to make it seem not terrifying and weird mm-hmm. and instead it's a gift and then she gets a in a spat job. with her son-in-law about how cheap the wake is, is. <laughs> yeah. It's the best. oh yeah larissa says and jemmy's like grandma grandma yeah because jemmy's like oh the lady's alive <laughs> maria says whoa to the house of crombie yep <laughs> I let, and the, yep, that would be great. They could also, Monica says they could put the snake in there too. There's, uh, for those who don't remember, the first time that Roger um, preaches, he, it's all the Presbyterians and then Jamie and Claire who are there being supportive. And Jamie's like, I'm here. I love my son in law. I'm here. And mm-hmm. then a snake comes in. <laughs> Well, boys let a snake in and Jamie, you know, hates a snake for good reason, but is finally like, Oh God, I got to take care of the snake. So he just picks it up and shoves it in his shirt. Love it. Love it. I want that. I want all that stuff. And I want it to be so funny. I do. All right. I do. Yes. Uh, Samantha lists one of my very favorite sections, which I have been mentioning I think since our very first season of the podcast, I love this stuff so much. Julie knows this happens because I could not resist telling her. I want, well, she doesn't know it's Marquis de Lafayette. Lafayette? She doesn't know that it's, please let it be Divi Diggs. She doesn't know that it's Marquis de Lafayette, but she does know that Claire packs her own wound with blue cheese um, because she needs penicillin. And that's where she gets it, is from the blue cheese. I love that section. Granted, it's It's another- potentially fatal wound for claire it's another like oh claire i cannot live without you and it's gonna be a lot it's gonna be dramatic but we know the mustache loves dramatic 
if he keeps Claire getting shot and cuts the blue cheese, I'm going to go to Fraser's Ridge and get some ether and take one of Bree's matches and burn it all down. I will help you do that. Yeah. Jamie writing his resignation on the guy's back. Yep. Awesome. Um, I'd rather she get shot than poisoned by Malva. Indeed. Maybe they'll maybe they'll combine yeah. them. Maybe. Oh, may, that could be interesting. Yeah. Maybe instead of being poisoned, that'll be her life-threatening illness. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. That Smell that jokes endlessly funny during a dramatic scene. Janine, I'm not, oh, I'm sorry. That was Janine said that. Um, Smell that jokes. I'm confused by your comment. If you want to blue cheese. Yes. Yep. Yep. Love that. Um, oh. Steph says love when they cut Claire's hair when she has the fever. Um, that, I mean, that would be, hard. that would be hard for them to do. But yes, I really love that Diana allows Claire to grieve what seems like vanity but is not right like it's a a huge part of her identity and it's something she loves and all that stuff yeah that's one of my my most memorable parts from little women like growing up the the books in the movie is when joe sells her hair (laughs) yeah i know and then she's like she's she's sad about her father and and her mom needing to go take care of him but like she's crying because of her hair um and in folks who've had to undergo cancer treatments, especially if it's breast cancer, I know for a lot of um, uh, folks who you know identify as women, it's uh, you know having the mastectomy is is what it is. But uh, losing your yeah. hair to to chemo is the thing that like people grieve. Well, it's, um, I, that's really beautifully addressed in the second season of Fleabag. Have you watched Fleabag, Jenna? Oh my god! Yeah, when she just says, this actually just the second one. I couldn't stand the first hair one. Hair is everything Tony. everything um yep yeah it's really great yep. uh anyway I mean, Sa- hot i'm here for hot samantha priest, so, i am know. with you i love the blue cheese uh tori says the ether rogers becoming a minister and being useful to the people of the ridge mm-hmm. i don't know mm-hmm. about the ether but i would be very surprised if they cut rogers calling i think they're gonna do the ether because i feel like the surgery stuff comes up often enough with claire of like i can't do this without sedation mm-hmm and she, as we've seen, she's a terrible time traveler <laughs> Plus, and doesn't know how to keep, like... That's true. Plus, it's, we I, could get Claire being like, Lizzie, come here, darling. <laughs> <laughs> Just breathe I, this mask. I know. I, mm, I, who oh, human experimentation. Oh, oh, dear. Yeah. Oh, no, Claire. <laughs> um, uh... Free the engineer, yes. Larissa Monica. says, where is the white sow? Indeed. I'm so bump grumpy, bumpy. I'm so grumpy about the white sow. I mean They I, ate her already is what happened. You, I, you don't think, know. I mean, well, grant they didn't plant any wheat and they were so build, busy building a mansion that they didn't, you know, can things, make jam or dry I just sides can't of even. Beef. So of course they've definitely eaten the white sow. Alright. I can't even. All the animals are not involved, Mary. You're right. Monica says, let Brie engineer the ether thing. That's a good idea. Yeah. Um, I actually could see. I could see that happening. Uh, Janine says, Claire's surgeon during the war, she will feel she needs the ether. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm -hmm. Yep. Clarence, too. Tori says, indeed, I miss Clarence. I love Clarence. He was so fun. Yep. Uh, Claire said she must smell like the white sow during the smelling sex scene. Um, Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, DG, (laughs) for acknowledging the white sow. (laughs) <laughs> i'm i maybe maybe they'll they i don't who knows they could be there seem to be no rules 
there seem to be no rules. Yeah. So who knows? We could get it. We could get all of we it. We could. I don't know. Um, Alex says Rachel and Ian. There's no way we're not getting Rachel and Ian. Right? If we don't. There's no way. Right? We have to. I just... They love a I love interest. They love a love interest. They do, and they love, they do a love a triangle. If we get Willie, we will definitely, definitely Def- get Rachel. Very true. That's a very, very good point. Yeah. Um, very, very good time. Yeah. Um, uh, Tori says, I think we won't get Rachel till season seven. I think that that is likely. Um, yeah. But uh, they can do some more with Ian's storyline next year in terms of may- hopefully we'll get the mammoth and some other things. And then we can introduce mm-hmm. Rachel in seven. Yeah. Um, not sure where Ian and Claire on the battlements and she gives him hope for babies. That's a great scene. That's what uh, Liz says her pick is. Um, yes, that's a really wonderful scene. Mm-hmm. Um, Larissa, <laughs> this is one of the this is one of the things where if you try to explain this to someone who hasn't read the books, they lose their minds. Um, Larissa says Herman and Vermin. <laughs> um, mm, oh, you know what? If you don't know Herman and Vermin. I don't actually remember. You know that. what, Jenna? We're not even going to explain it. This is what we're going to say, y'all. Just Google Herman and Vermin. Herman like Herman husband and Vermin like Vermin. Outlander. Just Google that and then read that storyline because it's just it's better if I don't explain it. It's it's better if I don't explain it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. Oh, I open. I opened a tab so I don't forget later. Uh, Maria says lice. I would love because the birthmark. Do you remember the birthmark, Jenna? Yes, I do. I do remember that, and I want that. Thank you. Yes, I want that. Mm-hmm. I think because it it shifts the storyline again. We've gotten rid of Stephen Bonnet, so we don't have to worry about his claim to Jemmy, but it's such an important part of the story between Bree and yeah. Roger and his claiming of Jemmy. And there's just something it like puts everything to rest. So we don't have to worry about it anymore and we can just move on. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, it re- and it's yeah, so, I do. I, God, I want it would that. be such a nice moment for Richard Rankin too. Um, just that moment where he says, Oh, I've got a little bit my, um, my in the, sit. how about we shave my head? <laughs> let's let's shave my head i think i oh weird itchy my scalp is so itchy i think we better shave my head i love it so much (laughs) i do it's really it's really great it's a really really great moment um yeah i think it'll happen it's such it's it feels like such an easy storyline to do so hopefully they will they will choose the path although it is hard to convincingly make somebody look bald like bald caps are an imperfect technology (laughs) and richard rankin has that magnificent hair I mean, maybe he'll just shave his head. Um, Who knows? Uh, Method Samantha acting, right? says, I also would love to see Claire's friendship with Benedict Arnold start with her reservations about him based on Bree's history lessons. Um, that would be cool. I bet we get Benedict Arnold. I mean, they're not going to be able to do this. I haven't gotten to that We've part already of the story, gotten but I know. George Washington. Like, so, yeah. yeah. Um, Everybody shows uh, up. Monica says, I want Roger's calling, preferably without shitty dialogue. Don't we all? um richard rankin most of all um yeah i i quite agree uh you know what's really amazing i'm hearing an airplane flying overhead through my window and also through jenna's audio because we live that close together (laughs) we do um in our separate uh, homes 
Um, I know. Uh, Alex says, I want Jenny back. Her complicated so relationship with Claire is great. I agree. Um, and it all probably depends on Laura Donnelly. She had a really great year, and it's going to depend on her schedule. Uh, what is she in? Oh, she won a Tony. Um, or was nominated for a Tony Ooh. and didn't actually win, and it was an upset. I don't okay. remember. Okay. Um, but she was, uh, yeah, she was in a play um, that yeah. did very well in the West End and then transferred to Broadway and was in that as well. It was feted and celebrated, and yeah. Um, some other things... Um, Monica also mentions the, um, the mammoth scene again, specifically, um, because she summons Frank to watch over Ian's, um, lost child, which is a wonderful, wonderful scene. I hope we get more of the, hey, Frank secretly trained Bree to be a time traveler. Although I think maybe that ship has sailed. Yes. I know. I love that because it was just that thing where I, I felt like Diana actually did a really good job of laying the groundwork of did he or didn't he? Um, is this just him wanting to bond with his daughter or was it him laying the groundwork? And she obviously like clarifies and makes it very clear. Like, nope, he mm -hmm. was doing this to prepare her. Um, but I do, I do really, I really loved that. And I feel like we need some good Frank stuff. Um, and I think I liked that. I mean, they've got to cut stuff in a TV show. Yeah. That's just the nature of an adaptation. Um, but obviously Tobias Menzies He's the is best. the best. So Well, you know. and they've said that The Crown is going to be ending, and he was only going to do two, two seasons of that anyway. So, um, mm -hmm. I mean, I hope he's very in demand. He could be. But, but hopefully he's got yeah. time to come back. I mean, after Game of Thrones and The Crown. He's so, he's, you know I mean, what? That Game of busy. Thrones finale can bite me. But he's so funny yep. in that one scene. <laughs> it's like... Anybody else have questions or things that they don't want to get cut? Um, we've got just a couple minutes here. One more question. Let's see. Let's see. Can we just talk for a minute about how awesome Marsley was this season? That's Janine. Um, other Janine. Yes. The other Janine. In deed i love the switch um to having marsley be the malva right of mm -hmm. least of this season yep brilliant inspired really in keeping with that character great use of the actress and then i know there is a lot of disappointment about the lack of the bugs and i feel you they're great characters um however mm -hmm. i think Marsley being the one to kill Lionel Brown is oh. fucking great. There was that clip. Uh, she it was posted either on the Outlander Insta or it was on her her Insta, and so I got to rewatch that, and and it just yes, <laughs> like I don't even have words for like how how much I love it and and the hurt my, my mom. Ma. Oh Thunk. god, like right. I just. I just I know. chills again. Yep. You hurt my yep. ma. Oh. Well, and knowing how complicated, how much more complicated that storyline is in the books, I, I think I think they do actually do a pretty good job of setting yeah. up how complicated it is in the show. But knowing more from the books, really, you know, I turned to Alex and explained like why this is so significant, and he's just like, "Oh, that was that was a really awesome choice, yeah. and I really like that." So, and I love and I love the scene of like 
like Brie, Brie hugging her mom when when they come back to the ridge and like Marsley's there and Claire's like get over here and calls her my girls and uh-huh. I'm just like oh, I'm gonna cry all the tears and it's she's so also really funny and the show's obviously yep. I don't know if you've I don't know if I've mentioned this but I feel like the show needs to take advantage of the actors being funny more often um I don't think I've mentioned that. Uh, Mm -hmm. However, they do occasionally let Marsley be funny, which I think is great. One of my favorite um, laughs of this season was when Claire is, right before the attack, when Claire is showing her how to to, um, heal a dislocated shoulder. um, And she, like, Mm -hmm. shoves it in, right? And she goes, oh, just like jointing a hog, but the opposite. And Claire's like, um, yes. She's like, great got it done <laughs> other people are like oh god and marsley's yep. like no i get that you've watched me butchering all those animals you know, on the giant table right because you know they taught lauren oh, lyle how to do that like she she like she learned like she actually helped to butcher like an like they they i mean because they teach they teach them the motions but she wanted to do the whole thing and like oh, learned all amazing. of it Yep, and also the reason why she has a bonnet on at the beginning of the season is because her hair was dyed blue, so they had to cover I it up with her. a bonnet. I love her, <laughs> and she hates and she hates bonnets. Like she hates them. She talks about it on She's a Wreck, the first episode with Katrina Ball. I, love, uh, I just yeah, so fantastic. I love her. I know. I know. I I love her. I love her so much. Um, Monica says, speaking of Game of Thrones, I want the cooking show where Charles Dance, who plays Tywin Lannister, and Lauren Lyle butcher together. Indeed. 100% would watch. Yes. Um, All right. Two more questions. Um, Or I guess just one more. Tori and others in the chat have noted the portrayal of sex workers and the way, uh, including Fanny and Jane, that will hopefully deepen that. I agree. Um, Yeah, I hope that... Mm -hmm. You know, it's we've come a long way, we've come a long way from season two where it's just like, here and here are tits, enjoy. Uh, every time they were in the kitty house, um, the hold on the chat chateau. <laughs> no, nobody, Bueller. Okay, um, I got it. I got it. Is it is is shot the same word for? Oh no, well, it's cat. Is. Yeah, le petit chat, le right? petit chat, chat. Caldwell's text me and correct me when you hear this. Sha Chateau. Um Kitty Hoos. I've been doing Duolingo fre- uh, French. Oh, cool. Le petit chat. Sha Chateau. Um anyway. Yeah, Sha is cat, I know that. Kitty Hoos. La Chate. It's pussy like cunts. Thank you, Monica. Monica gives us the Great the... La Chate. Chate. <laughs> <That> analogy. <laughs> Monica, Love my you. love for you grows um, on a daily basis. Anyway, it's <laughs> Uh, you know then it was like here boobs enjoy these boobs and also sex toys and i think they did a great job with epi this season so yes oh god i loved her yeah i loved her yeah i i would do the stephen bonnet storyline over again just to get her again like (laughs) i would not but she was i mean (laughs) you know what she was i mean the bonnet storyline i think is the maybe the biggest mixed bag of the season because epi was great spielers was great and i'm glad it's done like you i'm glad it's done but i couldn't believe how long it lasted i couldn't believe how long it lasted in the books it was just like why the fuck is he still here yeah why although why do do we still have him i also i really missed 
do you keep your powder dry, Stephen? And oh, then she, that was so good. And then she shoots him in the in the nads. Um, I know. I did. Yes, there were there were there were bits. Uh, no pun intended. That I missed. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad it's done. Uh, I just wish they had taken more time with wrapping it up because it was so rushed. Mm-hmm. Um, while I did don't want to dwell on that story, it was it, Ed Spielers deserved better. He is really good. Um, he did. He's phenomenal. Uh, also, Larissa mentions the damn ear. Yes. Um, Ian taking Forbes's ear as a talisman. <laughs> Also, the That's fake right. kidnapping of Forbes's mom, where they all think, where they make, they make Forbes think that Jamie has kidnapped his mother when really Jamie just took his mother on a picnic and flirted <laughs> with her for ninety minutes. She would. And the thing is, I'm like, you obviously don't know James Alexander Malcolm Mackenzie Fraser. Fraser, because he would never do that to an old woman. He would. He wouldn't do that to any woman. Yeah, he wouldn't never, do that to never. anyone. Who is undeserving of but it? He would never ever do that. Useful. Oh. It's useful for them to think that he's as shitty as they are, and he's just like, "Madam, let's go to a picnic." And then every, she's like, um, yep. "Of course, <laughs> sure, I mean, let's do this." I mean, Jamie asks me on a picnic. Yeah. picnic. I'm gonna tell my husband to go do something else for the day. Yeah, you know. Um, so Tori uh, also mentions. Um, Epi was great and more body positivity on this show, please. I totally agree. Yep. Um, Monica, yeah. Yeah. Monica says it too. Um, oh, Monica echoes it. Yeah. Uh, yep. Monica says, please, more fat people who are good on Outlander. I agree. Um, indeed. Mm-hmm. Um, who was our last fat person on Outlander who is good? Mrs. Fitz, probably. Well, I mean, Epi now, but um, but probably Mrs. Fitz. Annette Badland, mm-hmm. you gem. Um, <laughs> saying Fitz Mob, always and forever. Um, Love you, Rupert. All right. Any last questions, thoughts before we wrap up? Danny Beardsley. She was a complicated, complicated. character. Rupert. Rupert. Mm-hmm. Rupert. Doom hut. Doom hut. Doom hut. John Quincy Myers is is a bigger gentleman. It's true. He's a teddy bear. Remember that one time that he got attacked by a man in a bear suit. I'm trying to forget it. Um, <laughs> remember, remember when that happened? I don't know if you know this, but once upon a time, John Quincy Myers got almost murdered by a man in a bear suit because the fine people at Outlander thought, no, it's not reasonable that Jamie would kill a bear, which fair. It's he wouldn't kill a bear. And also Claire slaps it with a fish. And that's going to be ridiculous, that's, which. Yeah, fair, right. But I still mourn it. I still mourn I still mourn it. But I, but I know. Think, let's make it more reasonable. Let's make it a man in a bear suit. I don't think I was as. I don't think I disliked it as much as everyone else did. But that's partially because y'all had such strong feelings about it that you just expressed it. So I was just like, <laughs> it was a choice. It was not a choice I liked, but it was a choice. Whereas everybody's like, burn it all down. That's the worst thing ever. See now I now I think of it. It is. I do not think it's good, but I think of it very fondly. Yeah, I don't think it was <laughs> good because it's it so ridiculous. All right. Uh, well, that is going to do it for us. Holy crap! I need to pull up the Patreon list. Um, I want to thank Jenna for joining me today. Thank you, hey, Jenna. It was um, my pleasure. Thank you. This for is me. the moment where I'm just going to say Julie Starbird uh, sucks socks in hell. I don't know because she's never going to listen to this because it's in the books. So Julie can go suck an egg. Julie could lick moss. Julie 
is um, gross. I don't know. I got nothing. Um, no, Julie's the best, and I love her dearly, and I cherish her, and she's one of the most important people in my life. I, can't I was going to say, say it's like, I'm having a really hard time believing this even no, from a from a comedic standpoint no I, she can't, is... I couldn't do it it's not I'm I, I couldn't do it um however Jenna a wonderful substitute as always thank you so much for filling in uh are you on is there anything you want to plug are you on Twitter or anything anything you want to say I'm on Instagram I mostly post pictures of my really super cute dog and occasionally my cat she doesn't I don't get as many cute pictures of her though because she she doesn't let me take them. Dozer, um, Jenna's dog is named Dozer, and he's yeah. adorable. He's I'm adorable. at uh, it's p at p u l k s one five pulks one five. Um, uh, if you, I I tend to not. I've been getting some spam requests late, lately. Um, oh, thank you, Larissa. I've been getting some spam on there. So if you do want to follow me, can you send me something on? Uh, slack or send me a message on instagram so i know that it's you and i won't delete the request i have a private thing um larissa reminded me i do a thing on monday nights um called a place of peace that is actually inspired from something in the fifth book where jamie comes upon what he calls a place of peace um it's almost sacred and holy but it's not a church so he does you know for him it's very much like church is where the holiness is and anything out out of that is um, more like it's still very spiritual. Um, so yeah, there's no way to message me on Insta since I'm private. Okay, Nicole, I'll recognize that it's you. It's mostly like weird men uh, that I'm getting spammed with. So, um, so, um, but yeah, but you're welcome to join us. We have a we have a thing on the Slack. That's where I'm sharing it. I'm not sharing it widely. Um, so if you're not on Patreon. And you want to do this, I highly suggest that you join Patreon at the level that gets you onto the Slack, and then you get onto the Slack, and then you can get the link to our Zoom call, and then you can join us or see the recording. Um, for the Slack, you can find that, you can find the Patreon at patreon.com slash podlanderdrunkcast. The level Jenna's talking about is the $3 level that gets you access to the Slack. Um, there are other levels that get you other bonuses, including the wonderful Janine's Corner, um, which is just Janine saying whatever the fuck it feels like um, for a while, and some other bonus episodes. Uh, so that awaits you there. Before we get to the rest of our Patreon spiel, though, you can find us on Twitter at podlandercast. You can find us on Facebook at Facebook dot com slash podlandercast and uh if you join our patreon at uh, a higher level you are a person whose name we say out loud so we want to thank all of our patrons who make it possible for us to do the show it is pricey so thank you thank you thank you however we particularly want to thank mm, here we go right Ann Gibson, Betsy English, Dr. J, Zena Perez, Stella Welch, Misty Ojepi, Kayla Reagan, Amanda Newton, Jen Lander Drunklin, Trish McCrary, Lori McGuire, Katie Kirshner, Beth Locke, Brittany Holbert, Emily Day, Kelly Mazella, Caitlin Reddick, Maureen McCurden, Ashley Teagason, Kristen, Rochelle Lefevre, The Other Janine, Amy Gustafson, Mary the Falling Statue, hold on, <laughs> Shannon Duffy, Alicia Glynn, Liz Penniston, Philip Nacko, Heather Moore, Amanda Smizzamamamamamam, Whitney Harrington, Chrissy Shively, Maria, Emma Lofold, Samantha Smith, Jenna Polkowski, Rachel Townsend, Steph Peterson, Tara Lucchino, Catherine Marshall Eastman, Chantel Salters, Mary Lumpkin, Crystal Nanavati, Ruth McCormick, Kara Marlowe, Flourish Root, Friday Payton, Kathleen Moniz, Hi Mom, Hi Mom, Heather Robbins, Viv Pickles, aka Laura, and our uh, our Slack Den Mom, Kiki, The, the Wise. wise.
Thank you so much for making the show possible. We will be back next week with another one of these live dealies. You will be able to find a post on Facebook with the link to the Crowdcast, um, which I think it's crowdcast.io slash Mm -hmm. s5-party I don't remember look it up so you'll find it on Facebook and Twitter and whatever please come join us it's open to everyone not just people through Patreon so come ask questions and share thoughts and we're going to do the dumb fake awards Uh, so that will be next Sunday at 1pm central come join us uh, and then we'll tell you all about our future so that's Sunday the the the, the... The 24th yes that seems right Sunday the Sunday the um, May 24th okay great yes Sunday the 24th 1 p.m crowdcast find the link on Facebook or Twitter um come find us it's going to be really fun I'm sure Jenna will be there but certainly Julie and Janine and I will I mean I I I expect I will be there (laughs) because I don't go anywhere (laughs) we will miss very much doing that show live in person with some of you but i'm glad that we're going to be able to do it online if you came to the wake and enjoyed it come to this too i cannot promise the same level of amazing shenanigans but it'll be fun (laughs) if nothing else all right have a great day everybody Bye. bye